coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. Can we be like this other Samaritan? You see, the time to do something is not tomorrow. The time is now. We too can keep evangelizing. We can come back to it time and time again and discover something new. The same is true of our relationship with God through Christ Jesus. The living water continues to flow at the heart of that dynamic relationship, refreshing, restoring, and reviving. Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, Today's message is going to come from the gospel according to John, the uh, fourth chapter. Um, I'm going to read verses five through 26, uh, verses five through 26. The fourth gospel, New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. There are many translations of God's word. Uh, Today, I'm going to be reading from the New International Version. Let's see what it has to say for us today. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. So he, being Jesus, came to a town in Samaria called Sakar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down from the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right. When you say you have no husband, the fact is you have had five husbands and the man you have now have is not your husband. What you have said, just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the space is where we must, that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. 
We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in spirit, in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name. We thank you for this time, this sacred time to be with you, Lord God, and be in your word. God, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Allow me to worship you in spirit and in truth and get into your word in spirit and in truth. And your darling son, Jesus Christ, precious name we pray. Amen. Uh, for the time that we get to spend together today, I'd like to talk a little bit about the other Samaritan, the other Samaritan. Um, I have learned to appreciate the detours. I um, used to be very intent on making it to a place at a certain time, and I would avoid detours. Matter of fact, I pastor a church right now that I used to blow by that city on the way to another destination. And before I got assigned here, I did not know that this city existed. I am glad that the city existed, and I'm glad that I live here now. But what if I'd appreciated the detours? What if I'd uh, paid attention to the way I was going? Um, I might have learned about this wonderful place a lot earlier than I did originally. You know, scholars uh, debate on whether or not Jesus actually had to go to Samaria. Um, you know, because there were other ways. He was on his way to uh, Jerusalem Um and uh, he was he left Judea, the text says, rather, and went back once more to Galilee. And then the text says that he had to go through Samaria. Uh, but the way the cities are situated, there were other ways around. But because he decided to take this detour into Samaria, we have this wonderful story about a Samaritan woman who's not as famous as the parable of the Good Samaritan, but she has a story that is just as important, if not more important. Uh, but he, they debate on whether or not he had to go through Samaria, but we appreciate the unexpected detours that give us what we need. And because he took this unexpected detour, he ended up in a public place, the well, Jacob's well. This was a public place because everybody had to go there. No matter how rich you were or how poor you were, no matter how educated you were or whether or not you could even spell education, everybody had to go to the well. Young, old, active, inactive, rich, poor, highfalutin, or, or low class, everybody had to go to the well because we all need water. Water is needed in life. Uh, the average uh, human reportedly can go up to three weeks without food, but only three days 
without water. And there are health articles out there that say, you know, when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you need to do is drink some water. And before you go to bed, you should also drink some water. But when you drink the water before you, after you wake up in the morning, it kickstarts your body into gear. Uh, there are a whole bunch of things that go on with the water. The way the countries are situated around the world have to do with access to water. And Samaria had a well where everybody had to go. Uh, the Samaritans actually were uh, descendants of the Israelites, but they got conquered uh, by the Assyrian Empire uh, almost 700 years before Christ. And First uh, Chronicles 5 tells us that the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and half of Manasseh were deported. And then 300 years later, Josephus tells us that they built a temple on Mount Gerizim after the Babylonian Empire fell, uh, some of the people returned to Judah, Judea, and that's how you had Samaritans and Hebrews. They were related to each other, but not relating to each other. Uh, Gerizim was destroyed in 128 BCE by Jewish troops, and the issue went back uh, decades before that over the worship center. Um, the temple at Gerizim was destroyed, but the feud still went on. The, the, the Samaritans had different ideas about worship. They believed because Moses went to this mountain and got the Ten Commandments that we should be worshiping there. That's why they built a temple there. The Samaritans felt like the worship or the scripture should only be the first five books of the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Um, and so they didn't really like the new stuff. And so because they felt like you only needed to worship at a specific place and you only needed to worship out of a specific book, why does this sound familiar? Hmm. But if they felt like because you could only do those things, that was the right way and somebody else went to blows with them about it. Uh, I, I can't fault the Samaritans and the ancient Jews about that because I look up today and we have churches that all believe one Lord, one faith, one baptism, but we argue over whether or not a baptism is valid if somebody says, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, or whether or not I baptize you in the name of Jesus. There are some people that don't feel like music should be in the church. There are some people that argue over women preachers. There are some people that argue over you ain't saved till you speak in tongues. There's a whole bunch of things that we have argued about and separated over that I don't believe Jesus actually wanted us to be arguing about. So I can't fault the Samaritans having beef with the Jews when we have 50 churches within a 10 mile radius. Nevertheless, Jesus went to Samaria. And so the Samaritan woman is family, but not family. Right. She says, our father, Jacob's well, uh, they have the same father, but people treat people differently. And so he has this conversation with her. Uh, he asks uh, Jesus, asks the Samaritan woman to get a drink. And Jewish men aren't supposed to be talking to Samaritan women. That's that's a no, no. But Jesus did not care. Jesus spoke to this woman. What if we just spoke to people we weren't supposed to be speaking to? 
I imagine what the world would be like. Uh, and then he says to go get her husband. And she says, I have no husband, right? Um, um, <laughs> Jesus mentions her history, but he does not magnify it. Uh, Jesus mentions the history, but does not judge her for that. There's could be bunches of reasons why she had five husbands and why she's not currently married now. However, comma, you know, Jesus went and, and is not something that's omitted. Jesus has called people hypocrites. He's called them a brood of vipers. He's complained, how long do I have to be with this generation? But none of that for the Samaritan woman. I submit to you that there is actually a double meaning in the text uh, the word that is used and translated to husband in English is also Lord in the biblical language. And the Samaritans had lords that had ruled over them five to be exact. The Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks uh, and, and Jerusalem based Judea. And then the third, the sixth one ruling over them, but not completely in relationship with them was Rome. So people will take this text and, and manipulate it and try to try to uh, to treat this woman bad and act like she has a bad reputation. But it was a play on words. It was political, not personal, because the Samaritans had been taken over five times and then had a quasi relationship with the people that had taken over them then. And so he mentions the history, but does not magnify it, does not judge those uh, things against her. And Jesus offers her what she needs even before she knows enough to ask for help. Unlike Jesus, she doesn't have to voice her request. Jesus says, I can give you living water. He says water that can heal your spirit and ease the pain in your heart. Water that is truly refreshing. And the Samaritan woman does something that most good Christians don't do or won't do or act like they can't do. The Samaritan woman, when she gets her encounter with the Savior, she goes out and tells the people. She goes and tells the people, uh, if you read the chapter later on, she goes out and later on in chapter four, she goes and tells the people that the Savior is here. And another interesting detail in the gospel, according to John, is that John tells us how the woman, once she realizes who fully Jesus is, later on in chapter four, she goes out and tells the world and she left her water behind. Uh, Come and see this man, the text says, who told me everything I've ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? Uh, remember, this is a Samaritan and a woman, and her witness is far more certain, far more bold than any other Christian at the time. Uh, Nick, we're in chapter four. If you go back to chapter three, Nicodemus sneaks up to Jesus at night to have that conversation. Uh, but she leaves her water and her water jar behind uh, uh, because they, she knows she's come in contact to the living water. Who, who in the Bible leaves their tools of the trade behind to go and preach? 
It's apostles that do that. Peter, James, and John leave their nets and go preach. Matthew abandons his tax collector book. Paul no longer wears the distinctive hat and robe of the Pharisee. I submit to you that this other Samaritan, this Samaritan woman is also an apostle. She's met Jesus face to face and proclaims Jesus as the Messiah before any of the other disciples do. Can we be like this other Samaritan? You see, the time to do something is not tomorrow. The time is now. We too can keep evangelizing. We can come back to it time and time again and discover something new. The same is true of our relationship with God through Christ Jesus. The living water continues to flow at the heart of that dynamic relationship, refreshing, restoring, and reviving. Have you been feeling that your spiritual life is a little dry lately? If that's the case, Jesus' invitation to the Samaritan woman holds true for us as well. He continues to welcome the thirsty who are seeking living water that only he can give. Offer him your outstretched hands, the bowl of your servant heart, and he will supply you in exchange with an endless supply of living water. Living water that reaches a need far deeper than everyday thirst. Living water that touches the part of us that wakes us up in the night lonely or worried or consumed with remorse. Living water that can wash away the parts of us that feel unclean and threaten to isolate us forever. Living water that comes from the one who gave himself up willingly for us so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Pray with me, please. Oh Lord, our God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for every good and perfect gift that comes from above. We thank you for the opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. We thank you for the word that went forth. We thank you for those who heard it and those who may hear it later. We thank you for the example of this other Samaritan woman that comes before us, Lord God. Lord God, I ask that this word go forth and be a seed that is planted in good soil and produces a great harvest, 30, 60, 100 fold. It is in your darling son, Jesus the Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.